Hello and welcome to the Plants and Pipettes Advent Calendar where we are spending each day talking very briefly about one of our favourite plants or planty things that is associated with the Christmas or holiday period. And today we have day 20. And what have we got today, Yaram? Today? I don't know. I don't know, Ian. I don't know. Today we've got nothing. Um... So two years ago, we wrote down a different story for each day, but foolishly, with terrible <laughs> foresight at that time, we decided that we would keep doing our sort of regular podcasting schedule. So we're missing a few days. And one of the days we're missing is day 20, but fear not, because science moves on fearlessly. And since <laughs> 2019, there has been new research that relates to Christmas-related plants. So we're going back to a plant that we have already visited before. It's the poinsettia, but there's something new that has happened with the poinsettia. So Yoram, I think this is a pretty easy guess. If you had to guess what new technology had been applied to a poinsettia in the year 2021, what would you say it was? Um viral induced color changes it's a little bit 2019 i would say let's try again <laughs> something that you really love and won't stop talking about Christmas, usually the that's Christmas the one ding 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 <laughs> i need a so, Christmas poinsettia now this is a report by Natarska and colleagues that came out in March this year in the journal Plant Cell Tissue and Organ Culture, and it is the first genome-edited poinsettias with CRISPR-Cas9. Yay! If you had all the poinsettias your heart could desire and you had some CRISPR-Cas9, what do you think you might be doing with that CRISPR-Cas9? Remove the red colour so they just look like regular old green plants. Not far from the actual thing they did. <laughs> they didn't want to make them look like regular old green plants because that would be maybe a little bit boring. But they did want to alter the color of the star. So famously, we have these bright red, deep red stars, which have been kind of selected themselves. And we mentioned before that you can get different colors in nature. You can get sort of orangey, pinky, whitey, creamy things. But these usually have to be you know, found there's like mutations that happen that disrupt the color process and then people find those plants and cultivate them and, and propagate them, um, usually uh, like clonally, so cutting them. And that's sort of a long pathway to development. Yeah. So these scientists came in and like, you know what? We know quite a lot about how colors are made in plants. We know, you know, the actual molecules that are made um, that give the the red and orange colors. And we, we have some pretty good ideas about the enzymes that are, are required to make these different colored molecules. So let's target the CRISPR-Cas9 to disrupt some of those molecules and see what happens. And that's basically the story. So what they did is they got CRISPR-Cas9 into the poinsettia. They disrupted an enzyme called F3'H, and that enzyme is necessary from for making this kind of dark red and pinky color. So when you disrupt it, you get uh, still an orangey color because there's still a, another pigment that's that's happening, mm -hmm. but you sort of shift the ratio. So the dark pinky red is a molecule called cyanidin, and that sort of got disrupted, and instead um, there was a shift in the the organism made more of the pelagonidin, which is the more orangey color, and we got a shift from reddy poinsettias to orangey poinsettias. Mm. There are a few caveats I should mention. So firstly, 
yeah, we, we have been able to breed these different colors by traditional means. Secondly, there's also been people using like agrobacteria-mediated sort of other methods to to get in and you know transform the um, poinsettia. So it's not the first instance of sort of doing transformation and and this kind of thing. One other problem is that this is using CRISPR-Cas9, and usually as part of that, you would then remove the the Cas9. You sort of cross out that tool that's been used for the mutagenesis or used for making the change. And one problem that was mentioned is that because the poinsettias are mostly propagated um, vegetatively, so, you know, from cuttings and stuff, it's a bit harder to cross things out. Crossing Mm -hmm. is, is breeding stuff out, so that's a bit trickier. And that in turn relates to another issue, which is your... Uh, that they're then definitely transgenic. Yeah. And therefore, so, in most jurisdictions, problematic to, like, sell. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in Europe, it doesn't matter anyway, because if CRISPR-Cas9 has been within a few kilometers of any organism, that organism is immediately declared transgenic, as far as I can tell. Um, but in some countries, they do have this sort of mid-ground where if the the active molecule like the the crispr cas that that system has been removed and the end product is something that you could anyway achieve by natural means like mutations that would no longer be considered legally a gmo that would have to have certain regulations so by not being able to get the crispr you actually make your your end product less ideal than if you could like easily yeah. get that one out yeah what i do like about this is that I think there is in Europe and in other places that are sort of not certain about GMOs, there's a lot of pushback partially because the discussions we're having with GMO plants is about GMO foods. And I think it's kind of understandable if you if you have access to regular healthy food, like you don't have any problems with, you know, dietary access, you can be a little bit cautious that any modifications might make the situation worse because you're basically in the optimal condition for for many people who are you know yeah. wealthy in 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 Europe obviously not for everyone but you know most of us have fairly good accessibility of food so there's this fear that modification you can't see how it would make it better because your situation's already pretty good but you can have fear that it could be made worse so i like the idea of using genetic modification for ornamental plants because it's something that we can still see and touch and have exposure to without having that same kind of fear. So it's kind of like a gateway drug. It's like the gateway <laughs> CRISPR-Cas9 GMO where I could have a CRISPR-Cas9 plant in my house and familiarize with myself and realize that it's not terrifying. Um, and maybe that's yeah. maybe that's a good thing. And also the entire... like concept of something being natural is already sort of turned on its head in the world of ornamental plants Mm. like barely anyone thinks oh all of these beautiful ornamental plants i can see like in a botanical garden or at home or um wherever that these are natural variants whereas people with like foods they often still think that although which would which would also not be true right i mean we just discussed like like, the whole concept of like natural foods is is a much bigger idea than it is in ornamental plants so there's less of a sort of dogma that you have to challenge when you have ornamental plants that are genetically modified because you anyway sort of accept that you play in a sort of artificial realm um Mm. even though like 
if you look at the like how the breeding is done like ornamental plants are not that much different from like crops but um for crops we always think oh this is like the natural like beauty of nature that we harvest and with ornamental plants you're like oh yeah there's like some some people who do weird stuff to plants cross them and breed them and whatnot and so now i have like a white rose or something um entirely made up like something that would not grow like this in the wild because it has like no advantage for it Okay, so that was our advent for day 20. We are proposing CRISPR-Cas9 color-edited poinsettias as the gateway drug for GMOs <laughs> in European houses. Come at us. Um, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with a different story about a plant related to Christmas. <laughs> Bye.